The Edinburgh Football Podcast is brought to you in association with Nicholson Joinery Limited. Hello and welcome to another episode. Yes, I'm Andrew and alongside me is Ross. Just the two of us tonight. Um, how are you feeling? Are you a wee bit, a wee bit nervous with the calibre of us to keep us right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of relying on his uh, random rain man knowledge to keep me going, but um, <laughs> it's stuck in me unfortunately tonight. What are we going to talk about? Uh, right, uh, <laughs> uh, no, agenda agenda for tonight, uh, we're going to start with Scotland, I think we had to, and then we'll go to speak at the League Cup with Hibs, Hearts, um, Ember City, and then on to the Lone League, and we'll finish with the podcast puzzler and our prediction league, so, yes Ross, I think we'll we'll start uh, with Scotland, just just briefly, it's uh, a fantastic week, I've I can't stop smiling, and I think it's just given the whole the whole nation a lift. I think Ryan Christie's uh, interview after the game was phenomenal, um, oh, over the moon, eh? Just incredible. Oh, absolutely. For me, like <clears throat> to be honest, I'll be honest. I've never been that a massive Tartan Army kind of guy. I've never been as much a big Scotland fan. I know that you and Callum have, um, but see, watching that game uh, properly reeled me in. Probably got me in. I would say that's the best performance I think I've ever seen in Scotland play, for me personally. The fact that you're one up and you're still constantly going at it and going for them. Um, for me, I thought, as a team-wise, it's, it's encouraging to see a team fight for each other in the way that they did. You know what, as well, you know something as well, Ross, uh, you're bang on. It's one of the best performances I've seen Scotland put out, you know. Ever in the time that I've been watching Scotland, I couldn't agree more. And um, and the thing that encouraged me so so much is we seem to be getting better every game. Every game that Clark has had, we're getting better and better and better. And I know we lost on Sunday against uh, Slovakia. I missed the game, but first half, well, apparently we're apparently brilliant. Yeah, again, I think more first half than 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 second. But it's just getting better every every game. One thing I loved about it. And it's something that I have to hand it to Clark. I was expecting Scotland to maybe sit off, hit on counter, use pace on the break, um, if they could. And I listened to, it was actually a Serbian journalist, was saying that Serbia struggle against teams that press them high up the park. And when you put the defence under pressure, uh, they've struggled with that. They've actually they've played better against teams that sit off. And uh, I was like, oh, I'm interested to see what Clark does here if he's watched Serbia do that. You've got to hand it to him because he pressed Serbia. McGinn, Christie, Dykes harried them all over the park, that back, that defence. And, uh, you know, the defence didn't know if it was New York or New Year. We were just brilliant. I, they, were a bit, they were all over the shop, I think. The way that I was seeing a couple of um, Serbian fans who were saying that, that with that lineup, they actually didn't know what any formation was going to be mm. coming into that. And I think. That's encouraging because that's usually there's two on the other foot with us. We're looking at the squad thinking, right, where does he fit in? Where does he maybe fit in? But I think we're looking at that and you kind of thought, so I'm quite comfortable where everyone's sitting there. And I think everyone knows what the job is. There's just other... You've got your standouts for me. I think you've got Gallagher in there. I thought Gallagher absolutely controlled the back and Mitrovic. I don't think he gave him a, a, any bit of breathing space. But you had the likes of... McGinn McGinn's always brilliant when he turns up in a Scotland squad for me yeah. I absolutely love him the way he controls games but even people that went out of the radar like Ryan Jack I thought Ryan Jack done really well 
sweeping up any kind of play that came in McTominay as well Ryan Jack and Ryan Jack and McGregor were were absolutely f- phenomenal for me middle of the park because we dominated the ball you know we didn't just we actually we didn't just press them high and like I say or, or the otherwise sit off them we and pick them off we absolutely dominated the ball and Ryan Jack and, and this is something you've got to say and it's <laughs> it is important I know we're an ember of football podcast and I don't want to go on about too much but the chances are the majority of our of our squads are going to have players that come from Celtic and Rangers. That is just going to be the that is going to happen, and it is true. The better those two clubs are, and the further they get in Europe and they get that experience, the better it's going to be for our national team. Because you could see the performance, like the Ryan Jack, and and, and McGregor, and Christie, um, they're used to playing in those types of games, and those big big games but also they looked comfortable on the ball they were brave on the ball and it's just it's just a good good place and like I say I've been just I've had a smell on my face for a whole week I think every single person's just got uh, you know <laughs> boogie woogie stuck in their head um, uh, brilliant it's just a, 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 how, how good is it for Scotland to actually have a and I know I know and it makes you just wonder God, and I've just said it you know I think Levine in a previous podcast somewhere else has said that they looked at Dykes and it's just, oh, you know, what could have been? You know, what could have been for for, right, for exactly. most of Scottish clubs, be honest, when he was at Queen of the South or at Livingston, your Hibs and Hearts, your Celtic Rangers, Aberdeens, they could easily have probably taken Dykes from, from Livingston at the time, but... Uh, well, we're <laughs> just a wee bit, but you're right, it's, it's just great. And, you know, delighted, just absolutely delighted. And, you know, there might be a... Is there a chance? Well, let's bring it back to... Edinburgh football is a chance any Hibs or Hearts players could, could sneak into to Steve Clark's plans not enough time it's a 23 man squad that's the only thing I um, I I'm, I think Gordon will feature Gordon yeah I think yep. Gordon will be one of Gordon will have to be one of your selections as a keeper I think the fact they got the call up and played against um, Slovakia they done well be it was just a a wicked deflection that beat him on the night but yep. I thought he controlled it well and I think that's it the experience that you've got there you've got either Marshall or Gordon in there and that's what your defence needs yep. I think there's, there's there is definitely space for these players to push up and pick on you've got you know, like support chess that's still playing who's playing tonight for the under 21s um, there's, I would say that there's a good chance that a lot of players coming mm-hmm. in especially yeah. that under 21 squad's got to be I've seen that they actually failed to qualify uh, this evening for their Euros. Uh, losing out to Greece. Uh, yeah, I think the only yeah they lost one nil. I think personally, the only player that I think could maybe push himself into plans that maybe running out of time because he's not had a call up yet would be Nisbet. Just because I'm looking at the forward players that we have, you know, it's it's Dykes, and then you're looking at Griffiths. I think those two are are nail on. Uh, to go, yeah. um, McBurney probably just because the level he's playing at. Let's be honest, he is playing in the Premier League. I know that he gets slated, but Aye. he's probably going to be on the plane because of the level he's playing at week in week out. And you're probably looking at Shanklander, Shanklander Nisbet. You know, Shankland I know had has got his foot in the door first, but you know I I do like Nisbet. Is, is he doing that? Is he? But is, that's Shanklin doing enough to support that. Yeah, and then you know, at, players at, like Nisbet that are turning up week in week out and scoring yeah, goals. Yeah, and then at Hearts you're looking at like you say it's it's, uh, 
It's probably Naismith. There's only one really that I think could maybe push himself in. Again, or, it should run out of time of right, games, isn't it? Like yeah, maybe. Yeah. Huge game tomorrow night. We'll wish them all the best. We're watching that, but uh, yeah, thought it was right to only start with. <laughs> yeah, hopefully ships a few in. First time we'll see that. Um, since <laughs> since last month, since last month. Um, right, okay, on to our Ember Ember well, teams then, and we'll look at the League Cup. I think there was um, two of our teams go through. We'll start with Hibs just because they played at the weekend. Four one against Dundee, and it's you know this is the annoying thing for me about Hibs Ross. I look at Hibs, and when Hibs play with a tempo, there's not many teams that in in Scotland that is that can live with Hibs when they play at a tempo, and they do things quickly. It's a typical Hibs recently where they get one goal and then it just becomes laboured. You know they get a great start. I don't know if you've seen the first goal back. Everyone just speaks about I, I've the. Seen the I, I, I've watched the highlights. But yeah. What's ha- I don't know. I understand what Hammer. <laughs> I know. Everyone speaks about the. Hats off to Malin. Yeah. And the thing is, though, everyone speaks about the the strike from Malin. But what doesn't people don't realise is there was thirty passes before that, and Hibbs had the ball for one minute and forty seconds, Ross, uh, with with that goal. But when Hibbs play at a tempo and they do things quickly, they play it to feet. <laughs> I just don't understand why we just don't do it. We get the goal after ten minutes. I've seen it so many times with Hibbs. We get the goal after ten minutes, and then it becomes a bit laboured. We don't take maybe a couple of chances. It becomes it becomes a bit laboured. It becomes slow, and we allow the other team into the game. And then Dundee get their goal with uh, well maybe I can't know how long it was to go, but they get their goal in the second half. And I, I've seen it so many times with Hibs that what ends up happening is Dundee end up going to the park and getting another a better and a better team would have done that. It gives a kick. It gives Hibs a kick up the up the up the backside, and then we go in four one because again we we start doing things quickly and we start doing things with a with a purpose again, and it's. I'm speaking. I'm speaking as a Hibs fan. I don't know. Yeah, I know, and it just annoys me. We should be. We should be doing that in the first half. Going in at halftime four 0 up, and it, the game's done. You know, and I, and it better teams will punish Hibs for that. You know, and it's. Uh, I, I don't know. Speaking as a Hibs fan, that's what I feel with with Hibs. For me, was. Three years. It, it took us three or four years, uh, a few years ago, to manage it. So, uh, and it's. Exactly. <laughs> but no. Uh, listen, job done. 
and it sets up a, a fantastic game in the net. A team we don't know very well. We'd only played them in the previous game. Uh, Dundee in the next round. Uh, happy with that. You know, Hibs, it, that Hibs against Dundee. It's, it's so stupid. So stupid. Draw. I know. So stupid. But, you know. Work, work it. Who gets seeded out one and two and that? Nah, we'll just play each other again. I know. Should have done, done, done it as a six pointer. Chance to push on again. Yeah, agreed. And again, for me, it's just. Yeah, a, a good chance to get into quarter final. Uh, you've got to fancy Hibs in the in the next round. Uh, another 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 other League Cup uh, other League Cup side was Hearts. Of course, they were the job was done last week. I think we kind of spoke about it on the last podcast, but it sets up a, a tie against Alawa. It should be a comfortable. I I think um, Alawa's not it's not an easy ground to go to with a plastic pitch. Uh, I remember from my experience going up there and I started to. Half five kickoff. It was on BBC Alba. It is the coldest place in the world. Uh, yeah. I thought Ainsley Park. I thought Ainsley Park <laughs> was cold. Yeah. I've never had to pour Bovril on my hands to warm myself up. <laughs> so I'm just hoping when we go up there, it was we'll get a resounding result. I think we're we're capable of going up there. And yeah, agreed. Getting a result. Yeah, yeah. I just hope it's a wee bit more convincing than the last few results we've had. So. Yeah, the only the only team that only Hearts can can lose this. If you know what I mean, uh, yeah, what I'm saying that it's exactly. it's it's harsh. It's definitely harsh, harsh to lose. Yeah, absolutely. And Ember City bowed out. We knew that going into the the last game. They were already out, but we spoke about it briefly on on, on last week's podcast. Um, yeah, I I, I would have thought we would maybe got a a point or two more, um, Ember City. But that's a that's a a good win to finish with because I think for me looking ahead, I don't want to preview the game yet that they have this week, but. It's another win, and when they were having a bit of an inconsistent start to go through against Airdrie, a team in the league Aye. above, um, Blair Henderson back in the score sheet, a 1 0, a clean sheet. They can take a lot from that. The better feds are better fed. They didn't go through, no disgrace in that with the teams that were in the in it with them. Aye, um, yeah, focus, focus for them in the league. Yeah. Year, so. yeah. But a good yeah, one. It's, it's been a, to be honest, it's not been a great start for City this year, yeah. this season. Um, I was kind of, albeit you know Caleb and I's prediction at the start of the year that they would rob this league I'm just hoping that's now that's out of the way they've got that just to focus on the league now so yeah definitely right to league action then and we'll start with uh, we'll start with Hearts because they come on Friday night what a game Friday night yes yeah Friday under lights East End Park It's, it's one of those Ross isn't it where you're just gutted that there's no fans because that would have been a full East End Park the way Dunfermline have started, the way Dunfermline have started, uh, the way Hearts have started, it's only one train over the, you know, a simple train over the bridge, uh, not far. Oh, it would have been brilliant to see that. I've been live on TV. What it's a gutted that there's no fans, of course, but um, understandable at this current time. But probably the biggest Aye. league, biggest league test so far for Hearts. Uh, yes, I would say for me, a lot of people spoke about Dundee. Dundee being the challengers the top of the league maybe Inverness and stuff like that for me I think it's always been Dunfermline that are mm-hmm. going to be chasing us for that league sp- top league spot yeah. um, they've had a couple of inconsistent results I'm just I think I think the last time we played them they beat us at Tynecastle interesting beat us under, under Cafro anyway right. I remember that being at that game at Tynecastle when the main stand was getting built right, interesting. they beat us on penalties yeah, it's Stevie Crawford that's manager just now, and you know Stevie actually. Uh, well, I had Stevie Crawford was my manager. Yeah, he was my manager briefly. East Fife had a sort of player manager role, and I, 
I really, really liked him, and I kind of had his actually had his number for a while after that, and I actually remember texting him when he got the when he got the Hearts job or the assistant manager job at the time, and um, I, I really, really like him. I got a, I, I generally do. I'm a really, really nice guy, um, and I seen him actually last season. Uh, you know, I left his five foot ten years ago, and um, remember seeing him against Civil. He was a reserve manager there at, at Dunfermline. I remember Civil played them preseason friendly last year. And he recognised me. And he actually came over and chatted to me for a few, good few minutes. So I'm, I'm delighted to see that he's doing well. Yeah, no, I'm, you know, I'm absolutely delighted. Players three years ago. <laughs> uh, no, absolutely, absolutely delighted that he's doing such a great job at Dunfermline. And and you know he, you know he's 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 had he's done his apprenticeship. If you know what I mean, you know he's he was he did his time briefly. He's five player manager. Then he got the assistant manager's job with Nielsen at Hearts, didn't he? Then he went. I think he went down south with Nielsen as well. Um, down to down to MK Dons with them now, but he's he's come up and he's he's done reserve job at at Dunfermline. Now he's the first team manager, doing a great job. You know Dunfermline, like you say, I I think they'll be right up there. And I look at their team, Ross, and they've got some well known and very good players. I think, you know, I know that a lot of plaudits have been given so far with Kevin O'Hara, who's just stepped into this bit from from last season. Uh, I think the boy Ewan Murray got Player of the Month. Uh, defender kicked him a few yeah. goals, but you look at other players. You know Declan McManus, uh, Ryan Dow, Stevie Whitaker, Dom Thomas, Fraser Murray, Paul Watson, Owen Fawn Williams. These are players that are that every Scottish fan will have heard of. No, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a really tough game. Um, I, I get what you mean by the inconsistency. I think that's been of late. One league clean sheet this season. I think that's one thing to think about, but. Prior to the nil-nil draw against Ayr in their last league game, they had scored ten goals in three games. So they're a team that scores goals. Aye, definitely. I think they've, they've had a lot of good results, and I think it, it's it's going to be a good one for the Delhi. It's going to be somewhere. I think it's BBC have done quite well with their picking of the games and stuff like that because obviously they had done the Hearts one, and I think they've done well with picking this one as well because it's you'll get a big view for this. Yeah, definitely. They're two relatively well. They are big. They're big teams in that league. Yeah. Dunfermline shouldn't be in that in that championship, and they certainly shouldn't have been in the championship for as long as they have. So I'm just hoping it's going to be a, a good game. It'll be, definitely, I think in my mind, it'll be end to end. Yep. Yep. Okay. Right. On to Hibs then, and it's a it's a toughie. It's a toughie for Hibs, but actually, if you're gonna if there's a time to play Celtic, it's probably now. You know, in terms of after international week. You know, Hibs have had a game together. I know a couple of players were were out, out and about in international duty, but you know, the core of the squad uh, has been training and had a you know, had a bet Fred game. Um whereas Celtic, I would imagine, have only had a couple of well not you know, a lot of, a lot more players have been out in international duty. Um see I think again the pressure's on them for this big ten row they keep talking about, the way Rangers have started this season. If there's a time to if there's a time to play Celtic, I'd probably say it's about now, Ross. Ah, your, your timing's perfect, I think, for playing them because they've got. You've had their injuries that have came in with Ayer and stuff like that, and I think there's there's still talk about him and Elanusi coming back for Norwegian if they're allowed to play in the first instance. Um, but I think on the back of that bad result they had against Sparta Prague, they came back they had a good result against Motherwell, and I think that was the kind of one that. I think Hibs fans will be glad they weren't playing them then mm-hmm. because you never want to play a, a kind of wounded beast when it's like that <laughs> and they'll come back and they'll come back strong. I'm just hoping 
this is probably the best time to get them as you say it'll be a wee bit of an international hangover for a few players um, you've got a few of them that will be on highs but I think as you said with Hibs having played that game majority of the squad together I think they'll be a lot sharper mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping it's enough mm-hmm. I'm hoping I, I would like Hibs to pick I would prefer Hibs to pick up points yeah. over, over any of the old firm um, <laughs> so we'll just hope it's a It'll be a good game, I think. Is it? Is it on telly? Pass. Honestly, pass. Actually, I didn't check that. I imagine it probably is. Yeah, I imagine it'll be somewhere. I was going to say because that's probably outside your old firm. That's probably probably your biggest game that you're looking for, other than like a Rangers and Aberdeen. But yeah, yeah. No, big game at home. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how Jack Ross lines up. Um, will he change it? Will he stay with a sort of four four two that he likes, or will he go back to a sort of Back three, I'll be interested to see what he does there. Um, I just still think Hibs are just crying out for number 10. I really do, but when you go to a number 10, it might. I know he likes Newell and Gogic in midfield. I think with a 3 5 2, it could potentially put in a number 10. I know that Malin is inconsistent, but I just think they lack a bit of creativity sort of in the hole. Um, I, I don't know if, if McGuinness can play that role. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I've not seen a, enough of him yet, to be honest. Is he fit now? Well, I know he picked up a knock last week. He wasn't, didn't really play, and it didn't play at the weekend. I'm, I'm not sure. So, um, be interested to see what he does. I'd still like to see a ten in there, but uh, I'd be interested. I just think there needs to be energy. There has to be energy from Hibs when you've got a team like you see a few Celtic players out in national duty. For some of them, it's been a triple header. Maybe a lot of travelling in there. Um, certainly for Scotland, there has. You know, we've gone from Serbia to Slovakia to Israel in in in, uh, in ten days or whatever. So, um. You've got to, you've got to think Hibs will be fresher for for that game. So big game, looking forward to seeing that. You've got, uh, you've got, I think uh, Hibs have got to start start well. Don't don't go for the the old analogy where you sit back for 10, 15, 20 minutes and let Celtic come at you and try and weather that storm. I think now's the perfect time. As you say, with that wee bit of a hangover, go for them. Yeah, agreed. Go at them, take the game to them, and see it. Just see how they go. Hangover's a great word as well. Hangover's a great word as well, Ross. After looking at the videos of some of the Scotland players on <laughs> on uh, Friday and Saturday, I think the hangover's a perfect word. No, definitely. That's what I think a few of them are missing for some work here. Right, Edinburgh City then. This is a big one for me. Really big one because, it, like we say, we spoke about that. It's been an inconsistent start. They've got Stranraer this weekend. At the start of the season, I thought Stranraer wasn't the best start for them. I think they were quite they were down there with zero points after the first couple. But actually, you know, they've, they've, they've picked up actually pretty well for me in the last sort of three games. I know only one of them's been in the league, but they won, they won 2-0 at Cowden, against Cowdenbeath. Um, then they won 2-1 against Hamilton, and then they drew one all with air, both in the League Cup, the last later, the latter two. Um, this, will, this will be tough, and there's some there's some players that I've played a lot against um, in recent years. Vittoria used to be at East Five. It used to be at... East Colbride, you've got Peyton, it was East Colbride last season, Tom Orr, was it BSC last season, Daryl Duffy, you know, a name that Scottish football know well. Um, some some threats there for, for Embry City, but at home, you've got to think they've got to start finding a bit of consistency here. A great win against Elgin at home, and then they backed it up with a 2 0 defeat to away to Stenny, then a 1 0 win over Airdrie. They just need to start putting wins together in a run, don't they? Results highlight that one against Hamlet, that's a cracker result for them to get 
a result against a Premier League team, albeit they should, probably shouldn't be in the Premier League. But um, mm. I don't know. I, I just think possibly, I think Edinburgh City are far too strong for them. Mm. In my mind, I think, I think Edinburgh should just put a stamp down, put a wee marker down and say, like, you know what? Not a great season, but we're still in this league. We're still going for this. Definitely. Don't count us out yet. We're still here. Yeah. And I'm just, just praying that they kind of get that started this week because it's not been, mm-hmm. not been great to watch at times. Yeah, still an Albion v Elgin. Now I know they're not two teams that I wouldn't imagine would be finishing, you know, top of the league this year. But they're two teams that are above Edinburgh City. They play each other this weekend, uh, so there's going to be drop points there for someone. So that potentially could put them, if it goes well, could put them back into second place, just tucked in behind Queen's Park. Four point Queen's Park have kind of got a gimme. They've got a break in this weekend, so you'd think that's a pretty much a gimme. Um, but it's important it just if they can just try and get themselves back in within one result of Queen's Park. Um, if they drop points this weekend, you're probably looking at, you know, you're then looking at potentially six points off Queen's Park, and that might be a, a lot to make up over the course of the. I know they've still got to play each other, but you know Queen's Park are strong this year, um, so we'll see. But a uh, big game. Big game at home, you've got to start making that, that home advantage count and, and put a a running a, a win uh, a run of wins together. Put my teeth back in. Right on to the lower league then, Ross. And we'll start with uh, we'll start with Spartans because they come first on the on the graphic this weekend for the predictions. Um before we look at their game though this weekend, we'll speak about last weekend. It was Bornig, uh, Civil uh, Spartans versus uh, Bornig. It was a 2 0 defeat for Spartans. And what frustrated me, Ross because it's something that we said the last couple of weeks, it's the nature of the goals that uh, that Spartans conceded. The first goal, you know, the player, defend, defend, defensively, Bonig were allowed to keep possession quite deep in Spartans' half without somebody really going in and putting a foot in, making a tackle, maybe taking a player down. They allowed Bonig to, to knock it about. And I know that Spartans got the ball in their own in their own box and had the opportunity to clear it, but it only got cleared to the edge of the box and then Bonig again win that and then allowed to put the ball into the box, and it's well finished on Magaki. Um, you know, pops it over Stone, uh, his head, and into the net. But the nature of the goal, nobody really being aggressive and, and looking to win the ball, just going within one yard of a Bonnerig player, not fully committing, and, and that disappointed me to be honest. Aye, I think you've got to see when you're playing against teams like like your Bonnerigs, uh, BSCs. Uh, Kelly, for example, these yeah. teams, you've got to go in at them. You've yeah. got to let them know it's the old analogy. Let them know you're there. Yeah. And start. But if you start standing off them and giving them that wee bit of freedom in that park, yeah. these teams are the teams that will kill you. Yeah. And they'll they'll do the job you've got. Players like Magaki up front. It's a good striker, Magaki, and they've, they've got a lot of good players in that team as well. Yeah. Um, just disappointing. I, 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 to be honest, I expected it. I, I didn't. See a, a kind of a Spartans win there, but I was kind of hoping it would be a lot harder fought than it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in the second goal, the second goal again, it's what we, what we spoke about. You know, there were times in that game where Spartans on something that Callum said a lot. Spartans will be under lots of pressure and defended well, but it's just these slight lapses in the game, fine margins. One long goal kick, both centre half score for the same ball. Neither of them win the header. It's flicked on. And then it's 2-0, you know, and it's just those fine margins, you know, just both set of halves going for the one ball, not one going and one dropping off. Communication error, perhaps, I'm not sure. Um, but again, it's a soft goal, a soft goal to concede. So it's something that Spartans have to, to, to cut out because it's 
it's kind of costing them dearly, really, because it's. I think it's now five defeats and five defeats in six games. I think in the in the league. So it, or, yeah, I think that's actually the the league. So it's not great. They're desperate to get Subo back. I know he's not far away. Hopefully he's fit for this Friday night because it doesn't get any easier. It's not league action, but it's the South Challenge Cup. It's the biggest cup that our uh, lone league teams can win. Um, well, realistically, when I can't imagine any old goal in the Scottish Cup, so it's the it's the biggest one that they can. Uh, it's the biggest one that they can win the South Challenge. It's normally played at a good ground as well, the Cup Final. Um, so East Stirling it is on Friday night, a team that have started the season great for me. Uh, they're sitting second at this moment in time after eight games. Uh, I know that teams around them have got games in hand, but good start for them. Um, but you know you can look at you look at stats, you look at numbers, and you look at points. You know they've had six wins this season. Three of them though have come against the teams that have finished the bottom three last season. So they've they've had a you know they've managed to play all the bottom three from right, last year. Easier run, but I get. But in fairness, they've beat Bonig and they drew with East Colbride. So you know there's I'm not going to doubt you know down talk all the results so far this oh, season, no. but um, it's going to be a tough game for Spartans. hoping for is that it's they've got they're having a, a good chat tonight at training they have a good week of training perhaps with players starting to come back to fitness it maybe gives a bit of a buzz around the place again um, and they just sort of um, you know no none of these mistakes anymore that, that, that's 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 the changing point and, it, and it, it all it, I think all it needs for Spartans is just one big result and it'll all change it'll all look good again and I think that there's, they need that one big result in a big game um, and it'll all change because it's just in a it's a disappointing run at this moment in late. I think just need one one good result to get it back, back on track. Right, as I said earlier, I caught up with uh, Ross Guthrie of Civil Service. Have we chat to see how they were, how it's been going down at the Christie Gillis so far this season? Yes, joined by Ross Guthrie, Civil Star man. How you doing? Yeah, doing well, mate. Doing well. Great week, obviously. Scotland national team, I've already spoke about a lot. You're a Scotland fan, Ross? Yes, obviously, yes. Enjoying last Thursday very much. Yeah, good result. Smell on our face all week. It's been a yeah, great place to be right now in Scotland as we look ahead to next summer. But to you, Ross, she started the season great, didn't you? But uh, an injury a few weeks ago? But before that, Ross, talk to me. That bear camp goalie, back to goal, the touch. Oh. Yeah. 
it's been a it's been a tough start for Civil. Um, but I'd like to know how is it sort of how is the mood in the camp been because I look at the fixtures that you had and they were tough. They were tough, but it's picked up picked up recently in regards to, to wins. I think it's a couple of wins now, it's not looking as bad. Definitely, I think we spoke about that. Uh, it's just a, it was just had to be. It was just a win at all costs, really, wasn't it? it didn't didn't matter how it, how you got the three points to get Gretna. It was just it was just imperative that you did. But I think just for civil, it's just try to get players back. You know, get you back fit, get John back, John Dunn back fit, Churchy Churchy back fit. Um, but a player that I was impressed with early on, Ross, was a new sign in the summer. Was the boy? Is it Bald, the defender? Um, He's yeah, come in and done. He came in and done really well. I thought defensively, but unfortunately, a, a sort of groin injury for him was it? Yeah, I think he picked up. A, I think it was a groin injury. Yeah, but he started the season brilliantly. To be mm-hmm. fair, he looked really, really sort of assured at the centre half. Talks really well. He's got both feet. Can see the game. So I think he would definitely miss him. But if you look at who's come in, Johnny Moffat's come in. Young, young guy on multi living. I think he's done really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's crew. The more games he's played, he's crewed the strength of the team and the way we play, he talks as well. So I mean there is cover there but we are missing some some key players. McKee as well, um he missed he's met he's been sent off twice, which he'll not like for bringing up, but twice in seven games I told him last week. But he's been uh, he's been a really good addition at the left side of the three at the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and the lone players, you know, Gary's obviously got contacts and he uses them well. The lone players Ross that's been brought in the goalkeeper, how's he settled in? Because he's he looks to looks have done okay for me so far. Yeah, really good actually, really good. He's young as well. He's only eighteen, but mm-hmm. the way he's come in, he just gets he's, he's a really good lad as well. Like you know, he just gets on with the boys, he's fitted in straight away. Um, but no, I've been really impressed with Bud. So he talks a lot as well, which is good for a young goalkeeper. Um, he's no he doesn't shy away from it on the pitch, but he's pulled off some class, world class saves so far as well. Yeah, good to hear. Really good to hear. And the Hibs boys as well, a few brought in from, I know one of them, the boy Connor Young, scored a phenomenal goal in pre-season. Um, but Jack Bryden's apparently, well from what I've heard, going forward, he's tipped to have a good career I think from, from reports that I've heard. Those two players from Hibs settled in well as well? Well, um, and Connor is the ability 
mm. that left foot is just it's an absolute rocket. Um, so I don't think it'll be. I think once he gets a, a couple of goals under his belt, I think he'll really kick on. Um, I just think they're both really young as well. I think they're 16, 17, so um, it's not an easy league to come into at that age, but they're brilliant talents to look at. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks good. It sounds it sounds like it's all positive as civil, albeit the sort of stuttering start that they've had. Um, once all everyone's back fit, you'll be confident of a of a decent season. Ross, as we do it, when we get our um, new, or a guest on, we like to do a getting to know. Um, I should have started with it, but I'll finish with it instead. So, for all the listeners, this is the Ember of Football podcast, getting to know Ross Guthrie. So, Ross, what's your job? Uh, I work in financial crime for the bank. What's your favourite film? Shawshank. Yeah, good shout. Your favourite food? Your dream holiday destination? California. Your football team growing up? Hearts. Your pre match tune? Pretty nice. <laughs> if you're on Come Dine with me, what are you cooking us? Uh, who was your sporting idol growing up? Dennis. Oh, no, to be fair, Tiger Woods is the top sporting idol, but Dennis, when it comes to football, I don't spare camp. Yeah. Uh, any superstitions? The best goal you've ever scored? Answers. Uh, that goal though, can we just talk about that one? It's still in uni for those that haven't heard about it. Back, was it the, the, your first game back from doing your cruise ship? Uh, I think it was actually back maybe a week or two before it, but. So, uh, yeah. one or two weeks after coming back from a cruise ship, and you were back to goal. But thirty yards out, takes it on the chest, flies it in. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Back to goal, but thirty yards out, takes it on the chest, flicks it over a defender's head, and then first time volleys it, barn in. With uh, with how long to go? Minutes to go. I think it was a win. That was a winning goal as well. I think. Two one. Yeah, incredible, incredible. 
Guffrey, thanks for joining us. It's nice to hear that it's all positive down at the Christie Gillis and hopefully more positivity you get yourself back fit. Well done, well done. Pleasure having Pleasure talking to you, Stokes. Cheers, mate. Speak to you soon. Cheers, mate. Ah, big thanks to Ross Guthrie for coming on again. He's been on a, been on a few times. You know, always a always a delight to have. Um, good to catch up with him and to hear about all about Civil, how it's going so far this season. Uh, but we'll speak about them ourselves, Ross. 1-0 win over Gretna at the weekend. And for me, that just goes down as job done. Um, didn't have to be pretty, but the most important thing was three points. And that might be a cliche, but it fundamentally was for me. Um, a team that had come off the back of two 5-0 wins. A team high in confidence. I'm not surprised that it ended up being 1-0 to Civil. You know, a team that had scored 10 goals in two games. There was never, They were never going to score against Civil if Gary Jardin had anything to do with it. Um John Dunn comes off the bench, makes an impact, sets up Newell. Uh, but Newell takes his goal great. You know, back to goal. A, a little, it reminded me of a little bit of um, the movement. Remember Kenny Miller's goal at Wembley from a few years ago where he was back to goal? Yes. That sort of shimmy. Yeah. Um, I'm sure this will get spoke I about. Gonna, I was going to say Ryan Christie a wee bit more recently. Yes, yeah, yeah. Great point. Just that sort of back to goal shimmy. And then he puts it across the goalkeeper and sort of wrong foot some. But... Um, Listen, job done, eh? Great result for them. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. As you said, it's great. Great. They've been playing well recently. Um, but a well set up Gary Jardin team is going to see that one now. They've done it well, and I think that's a, it's a great three points to put, for the, put that on the league for them. Yep, so, yep. So, you know, 12. Awesome. They're sitting 12. They're back in a little pack. They're one point behind Spartans, a couple off Cumbernauld, I think it is. Um, eight, eight points from eight games. It has been a hard start for them. You know, they've had some tough games. They've played, they've you know they've played all the pretty much big guns, um, or most of them. So, um, you know what? They they can start to look forward now. I think you know, and I think that's the, the important thing. They're they're um, they're in this sort of pack. It's always going to be a tough season with it with the strength of the lone league. But uh, it's it's cup action for them this weekend. Um, Hurlford. Who I've heard of, to be fair, you know they're, they're a well-known sort of junior side, but uh, they find them, <laughs> they find themselves third in the West of Scotland Prem, so that's not the top league; it's the one, the one below that. Um, third, but a couple of games in, I think it's one of these that you, you just don't know because you. I think there's a, I think there's a super because the likes of Auchinleck, uh, to be honest, I don't even know what happened in the West of Scotland because the likes of Auchinleck and things they, they decided not to. To go this season was that a league decision? Oh, I, Ross, you might be right. Actually, I, I'm really not sure because it's just the West of Scotland League. Some actually, because it's, it's Premier Conference A, Conference B. Yeah, that's right. C. Yeah, but I just remember some teams pulled out, and I don't know if they pulled out. Was it a Super and, and a Prem? Ross, for life of me, I, I don't even know because it was it was so confusing. Um, because some teams pulled out before the season even started. So it's one of these. It's just we we don't even we don't know what the likes of Hullford will actually be, but. I think it will be tough just going through there. Um, yeah, I think this could be a, a quite a tough game for Civil, to be honest. It'll be tricky. I think that, as you said, what's that, seven games in or something, or a couple of games in, they've got, well, no, I think it's four, seven points from four games. So yeah. they're, they're five, five off the top at the moment, which are quite back. So it will be a tough game for them, but I'm... Just hoping, I think, on that back of the boy and saying that I think with Civil playing more games, they'll be a wee bit sharper. Um, 
you've always got to go for the East Coast over West Coast, didn't you? So. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, okay. Right, on to Edinburgh Uni then, and it's, uh, listen, away from home, Dalbite, tough place to go, hard pitch, it was called off midweek, so I can only imagine what the condition of the park was like on Saturday. Uh, to come here with a clean sheet, something that hasn't been too too prominent for Edinburgh Uni this season. Uh, you open up a four-point gap over a team that are bottom with Vale, you know, on the same points now as Dalbite, you picked up a great result against Stirling Uni not long before that so um, good point for me Ross uh, a decent a decent on the road uh, result for, for the Uni absolutely I think it, I, I'll be honest at the start of the season I didn't give them much credit I think it was just with the, the whole lockdown restrictions for students etc and I thought it would be hard on them for this year um, but they've, they've shut me right up mm-hmm. they've played really well for good football and I think the fact that there is that four point gap between them and Vale is, is testament to their, their kind of character they've, they've just went for it and mm-hmm. they've, they've kind of had that, shown that bit of mental resilience where they've kind of said right we know what, we know where we need to fight and we, we know where we want to be so they've done yeah. well for me yeah, and, 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 that's, and a, that's a great result yeah. at the end of the day they've had, they've had the two the three, three of the, the two of the three teams that are going to be down there with them um, Gretna and Dalbite and they're unbeaten against them picked up four points that's that's great for them, for me. You know, the win against Gretna, a draw against Albiti. That's what they've got. They just do that the rest of the season, and they'll be absolutely fine. Uh, they'll be safe for me. Um, and it's new mains for them this weekend. Uh, another team added to the to a prediction league. We've not had to do any predictions with them before. Uh, bottom of Conference C in the west of Scotland. So you'd like to think this is an opportunity for them, but you need to get to the next round. Chance for them just to kind of to flex their muscles a wee bit and kind of show that they can, they can play that. They've had good results over the past, and I'm just hoping it'll be a goal fest for the uni. Yeah, hope so. Right, podcast puzzler. Um, for the life of me, can you remember what this is? Callum always keeps me right because I just say them and I can never remember them. What was the one last week? Can you remember? Um, <laughs> Scottish memory. That's right. And I think, to be honest, we can all, we can all, as Callum tweeted on Thursday night, our new memory following Scotland was, of course, Thursday night. So uh, I think that's all we had to had to say there. Um, I know some of our, our friends out with the podcast, they were on TV, etc. So that might have listed up on uh, near very theirs. Very proud, they were very proud. Very proud. But uh, Ross, this one actually... Yeah, uh, this one, this week's one. This is a not a bad one. Again, it released the Scotland national team. But I want you to pick one player from the squad that you would take, the Scotland squad that you would take straight away to improve that or your team that you support side. And reasons. absolutely tremendous and I think him and Halkett at the back for our hearts would be really strong but um, I think you've probably got to go for the obvious one probably for us would probably be him again there'll be a lot of people might not hear that but I think for him in the middle of the back for us would be incredible for us yeah um, and I look at you're just looking at you're looking at energy because I look at that hearts team and do you have many sort of 
the energy box to box, potentially goals from midfield. I'm not really sure that you no, the hearts no, do. No. Um, you know, normally you look at the players that are playing the top league, McGinn, of course, you know, I think you know, the obvious one is that. Uh, I look at Robertson, I look at Tierney, but I'm not sure they get a game over Doig and, and uh, Stevenson, so I, I kind of don't want to waste my pick there. Um, <laughs> but one that sticks out for me, you know, a player that, you know, it's hard not to say John McGinn, of course it is, but a player that I may not think, but I look at Hibs and what I've always said, Ross, that Hibs are crying out for this moment in time is a number 10. So my eye goes to that and I look at a player like Ryan Christie for me that can just play in that hole, uh, creates chances, scores goals, um, but it's a big, it's, a, it's hard to see to turn down John McGinn, so I'm sort of somewhere between John McGinn and Ryan Christie. One of those two, one of those two. Um, but interested to see what others say, and I'd like to see a wee reason as well. So you've, I think, you know, if they can fit in on Twitter and the characters are the reason why they'd pick that player, I'd like to, I'd like to hear that, uh, I'd like to hear those reasons as well. Um, right, predictions then, and I'm, I'm struggling, eh? I'm, I'm, I am struggling. I don't think I've had a correct score yet. I get a couple of results every week, but scores-wise, I'm, I'm struggling, Ross. What about you? Slight delay there, I think. That's what... <laughs> I was awful last week. Awful, yeah. yeah. I don't uh, think I got a span loss, and that was the only thing I got. Yeah, tough week, tough week. Right, predictions then. Nice and easy. Ross, Dunfermline against Hearts. Two hearts, yeah. I'll go for. I'll go for the same actually. Two one hearts, yeah. Um, Hibs against Celtic. Hibs. I think he's always enjoyed us. Desmond against Celtic, so I think I'm going to go for Desmond again. Yeah, interesting. I think it'll be two one to Celtic. Embrace City versus Stranraer? Um, 1-0 City win. I'll go for 2-1 Embrace City. East Stirling versus Spartans? I'm going to go for 2-0 to Shire Hurlford against Civil Oh god um, I'm going to go 2-0 Civil win You know this could this could honestly be anything um, Exactly you just, you, you just don't know I'll just go for 3-2 Civil and New Mains versus Embra Uni <laughs> um, I'll go for 1-0 Ember Uni uh, Apologies if you're listening to that there I think there's a slight lag between when I speak and for that latter part of the show there with, with Ross answering those questions um, that wasn't Ross uh, just getting unbelie- unbelievably slow thinking time there um, but no thank you for listening thanks again <laughs> um, 
Thanks again for listening. Thanks for, for Ross coming on. And hopefully it'll be the three of us next week again. We'll welcome Callum back. Uh, but I've been Andrew. I've been joined by Ross. And that was the Edinburgh Football Podcast.